You are listening to another Screenfish one-on-one, this time live at the Toronto International Film Festival with writer-director Pierre Foldez. Written and directed by Foldez, Blind Willow Sleeping Woman is an intriguing and philosophical piece designed to spark conversation. Rather than lean into traditional storytelling devices, the narrative fuses together a number of character arcs in a dreamlike, ethereal narrative. In this one-on-one, we speak to Foldez about the presence of ghosts, the fascinating animation style, and the lines between truth and fiction. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome to Screenfish. I'm so thrilled to be here at the Toronto International Film Festival with Pierre Foldez, the writer or director of Blind Willow Sleeping Woman. Hi. Uh, Pierre, thank you so much for the time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Um, what, a, what a fascinating and wonderful film. Where does this story come from? Where, where does it, how did it evolve? How did, I'm sorry? How did it evolve? Oh, well, you know, I mean, I kind of fell in love with Murakami's stories. I mean, you know, be it short stories or novels. And, um, and I just had in mind to try and um, adapt um, more particularly short stories into a feature um, animation. To tell you the truth, in the beginning, it was going to be a kind of mixture of live action and animation. I kind of kept that concept uh, in, a, in a sense, but I guess we'll get back to that maybe a bit later. Um, so, um, well, the film evolved from, at first, just choosing short stories that inspired me. Um, you know, just taking this story, that story, and I just, I just thought I liked them, and I didn't try and analyze what it was that I liked in them. I just thought mm, this is something that uh, you know affects me, and uh, I'm, I'm attracted to it. So, I'm, I mean, I can be attracted by beauty or ugliness or something mysterious or something, something that has some kind of depth. Uh, and when I mean depth, I don't mean that it's deep and serious. I mean depth, I mean that it's just, it's not shallow, or that you can, you can imagine there's a whole world behind it. And uh, that's what I found attractive. And uh, um, so in the beginning, you know, there was these, these stories, um, and they were kind of separated. I mean, there was, I, I took six short stories, and I, okay, I didn't quite know what I was going to make out of this, or how it was going to evolve, to take your, uh, the word you were using. But that's exactly what happened. I mean, um, it did really evolve. I just started writing without any idea of where I was going to go. All I knew is that I, was, I, I ditched right away all, the, all these rules, let's say, of script writing that everyone, you know, every book I've studied or, uh, you know, they all say exactly the same thing and they all want you to, oh, every story is made this way and that way and you need uh, this and that and, and it's three-part structure and the epilogue and, and whatnot. And I, I really thought, gosh, what a load of, load of crap, really. I mean, yes, it's true, it's very efficient and you make very uh, good um, just 
very good friends, they like to have that. But you can try something else, and it's time to try something else. Mm. I'm, I'm uh, you know, when you're primarily, I'm, I'm an artist, I'm not interested in repeating what others have done 5,000 times and using their techniques that we know, we all know, you know, how to make cry someone, how to make someone laugh, how to um, take you there, how to be. Uh, no, I wanted to try something original. And uh, um, so the stories, I just started writing, and the more I was writing, the more it evolved exactly to something else where the stories, characters became intertwined, the stories became intertwined, and, uh, and little by little, um, one story came to, to, to become, you know, the basis of, of all these sort of sub-stories that were inside, and, uh, and, and it became obvious to me that it was going to happen after the earthquake and the tsunami, and that this was going to be the sort of background uh, as well as the trigger of um, every every character's uh, inner evolution. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the words that comes to mind when as I was watching the film is lyrical. So everything you're talking about there, it's you had said you worked with music uh, as a, compo a composer, right? Composing. Yeah. They're, they're very musical sense to the storytelling as well. You're right. It's not just a linear, this is, this is how it is, and this is the beat where we make you, make you cry and where we make you laugh. Um, but the story, it flows and ebbs and, and interacts with one another, almost like jazz mm -hmm. in some ways. Um, and I, I, so I could certainly sense that with, with your storytelling uh, as well. Um, this is this is a film too that, that seems to want to talk about ghosts. They're they're present, but they're largely ignored. Mm -hmm. uh, I know it, it takes place right after the uh, the tsunami and earthquake mm -hmm. uh, in 2011. 2011. Yeah, that's right. I wondered if it was that or 2012. 2011. Um, I was wondering why that was of such interest to you to have to have these ghostly figures throughout the film. Mm -hmm. Well, there's many kinds of ghosts in this. In Film. There's, mm. there's ghosts in the, in the visions, if you like. So you're, you're constantly in this, um, I don't know how to say, in this sort of ghostly um, uh, feeling. Uh, there's, you know, because you have these secondary characters, that they're not really there. They're mm. just secondary characters, so they can be transparent, so they can be. Um, the inverted colors or whatever. So, but then there's all these ghosts, if you like, I mean, if you want to call them ghosts, it's fine by me. Um, it's with our memories, or everyone has ghosts and everyone has memories. With, with, you know, everyone has dreams, everyone has nightmares. Um, so, instead of, uh, I mean, I, I just put them in, and, uh, and I put them in in a way that you, it's not always obvious to know um, what is uh, reality or what is not reality, but um, definitely, uh, you know, it takes place after this earthquake, and the, the characters are 
uh, are experiencing a sort of inner earthquake, and uh, and so it, it wakes up all these these things and these, these different parts of themselves. Mm. So these different parts of themselves, you could call them ghosts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, one of one of the lead characters as he's going on his journey from his separation from his wife. There's this real question of whether or not you know he has nothing inside of him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a fascinating way to phrase it. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering what you think that means to have nothing inside of you, and and do you think that that that's the case with him? Um, well, exactly. It's the, I mean, it, it, that's the question. I don't have an answer to that. I, it's, it's fair. No, it, I mean, it, it's it's a question that one could ask themselves, you know, ask oneself, I mean, what does it mean? I mean, one of the characters says that to him, what what would it mean to have nothing inside? And then she starts talking about, um, you know, my mother um, loved the salmon skin, so she she was always wishing there could be a kind of salmon that was only made of skin. So what does it mean to be empty? Um, what does it mean to have something inside? I mean, obviously, no one is empty. What it means is that um, maybe by getting rid of all the, the nothingness, the, the, the trash that you might have inside, maybe then you can um, leave some, some room to actually um, be yourself. I mean... Uh, I, I mean, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're imagining somebody who's empty, it doesn't usually mean somebody who's, um, who's um, not saying anything. It just usually means somebody who's, who's actually quite full of shit. Mm. And, um, well, that's it. So someone who's full of shit, he, just needs to, he or she just needs to get rid of that bullshit and, uh, uh, and make room to... Yeah, maybe some some true emptiness, and with this true emptiness, maybe you get to let give give some room to 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 build something a bit more truthful. I love that. I love that con- that conversation. There, we talk about truth because so much of this film is what is true. Um, whether whether it's a large frog that visits you at night and convinces you you're fighting war. Uh, Kaiju-sized worms, or, or just trying to understand your relationship with, or your relationship with your estranged wife. Um, th- this this film very much calls into question that of, you know, how do we know what's true? Um, so I mean, again, this maybe not be answerable or not. I'm just wondering, for, in your perspective, how do we know what's what's true? Um. Well, I'm, I'm not going to answer this in a philosophical way. No. Whether you know, I mean, how things are, are true in life or not. Maybe, maybe you know, the way I answered your previous question is kind of an answer. But in this film, yeah, certainly I've, I've uh, I'd say, naturally worked at blurring uh, things as much as I could, even though it's not a the right way of expressing it is that I I don't want to try and define things mm. too much because if you define everything then 
there's no room left neither for imagination nor for um, entering that world and making it your own. So I'm, my, my wish is, that, is to, to not have a, you know, not present to you um, a building filled with doors and rooms and characters, but rather uh, an imaginary building where there's actually no walls, but you can make them up for yourself. And um, these characters are evolving in there. And these characters are um, open enough so that you can project yourself into them and into that world and make it your own. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I, it's fairly obvious why you chose to do animation because the, the way this, this film expands and moves and ebbs and flows. Uh, but I was wondering about the style. What what influenced you with the style? Because it's a very unique style of animation. Thank you. Almost almost painting, but quite. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's photo photorealism is the proper term. Probably not. But I was just wondering what what how, why you envisioned it in that way. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, it might sound pretentious, but uh, too bad. I mean, it, I, as I say, it's it's saying the same thing. I'm. I have no interest whatsoever in taking um, techniques and uh, um, applying them uh, to doing something. Mm. If if I'm if I put my time and my life into something, first of all, I have to be inspired because if not, what's what's the point? You know, I mean, what what is the point in doing mm. anything that you're not inspired to do? So that's the first thing, and the se second thing is that um, I I can only, uh, being in the position of a, an artist, I can only imagine creating something if I'm actually creating and defining its style and therefore mm. its technique. Mm. So for the film, I created a special animation technique, really, really specifically for the film. So it's based on. Uh, live action mm. with uh, 3D heads that are sculpted, uh, and and then all this is completely reinterpreted in 2D animation. And um, these three elements create this unique style. So, um, the way so, you describe it, there you had the cast on set with. No, no, or no, no, no. So I'm a I, I, unclear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So um, first, I shot everything in studio. Okay. With actors. Sure. Um, wonderful, um, wonderful um, experience. Great actors. I love, I love directing actors. Um, and once the film was edited. Uh, you know, we, we didn't care at all how it looked, if it looked bad, good, lighting, or whatever, mm -hmm. sets, or no, not important at all. But just the, the performances um, and the, you know, the, the shots. The, the, uh, once we had this and once it was edited, then I could start the process of animation. But I had also created, uh, you know, drawn the, the models, mm -hmm. the characters, which didn't resemble at all the actors, okay. and I had created um, in a 
software, you know, sculpting uh, 3D software, 3D heads mm. for these characters. And uh, so then the way it works, try and describe it simply, uh, is, um, I mean, it, it would be understandable for animators, but I mean, you know, you create posings and uh, then you, and you animate these 3D heads that are really heads that have no expression, so they can't move, they can't speak, they can't, I mean, you can right. move them, you can rotate them. And, uh, and then afterwards, once this is done, you have these posing and 3D heads that are animated, then you can start um, the most interesting part, which is creating the expressions of the, the, these characters, these characters that, again, don't resemble at all um, the the actors, the actors, yeah. So, but you have to. So, the, so I ask my animators to, you know, look at what's going on there. What's going on in this moment? When you look at this live action, this shot here, that they doing shot by mm -hmm. shot, of course. What is? Oh, okay, this act, this actor is moving his hands this way, and he's lifting his eyebrows that way, and he's he's talking this way, and look at his head is following mm -hmm. every movement he's doing, and this is what I want. So you have to find this, you have to try and imitate this, um, you know, these head movements, really essential. Mm -hmm. And, oh, look, when he says, uh, when he says, oh, um, how's it going? You can see how his eyebrows move, see how his, his lips move. Okay, so try and trans transpose this to our character. And uh, so it's not, you know, they're not copying over the film, but they are really using the, the background of the 3D head to on this create by hand, by drawing, wow. um, imitate the feeling you have from the, the live action, from the performance of the actors. And this is a um, wonderful uh, technique. Uh, the animators were you know, a little puzzled at first, but um, they're not used to this. They're used to creating their own, right. uh, you know, the, their own animation, deciding how but that's not what I wanted. I wanted the, the, the character of, uh, I mean, the, 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 the psychology, if you like, the way each character expressed uh, himself or herself to be unique, mm. not to be subject to uh, 20 different animators. That's why I needed to be, to be uh, unified or centralized with one actor that I was directing. That's fascinating. That is a fascinating process. I didn't realize... I. There, there's so many levels there, and again, filters the filters the film through any number of processes creates something entirely unique. Uh, it's 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 absolutely beautiful. Um, just uh, Pierre, as we start to wrap up here, I'm wondering, what is it that you hope audiences take away from uh, from the film? Um, well, I I I want I'd be happy if they have a feeling of this. Freshness of um, the film and of um, something I was trying to describe earlier uh, is that um, you know I'm inspired by things, and I think that everyone pretty much um, is sensitive to the same same things at the end of the day. And uh, if you're really you know if you're true with your emotions, and you go until the end of them, I mean, the very tip of them, 
and you, like I try and do, and I try and um, say it in, in my story, in my, my style of animation, or the way I direct the actors, or the way I, I write the music, or basically the way I make the film, but I'm hoping that they can uh, be inspired by that, and um, and to to um, you know live their own lives. Of course, I mean I'm not I'm not trying to change them or whatever, but just you know have some a little introspection and maybe a um, a look within themselves to see, hey, is this really the person I I, I want to be? And um, yeah, and go on with their lives. I, I genuinely appreciate it. And thank you so much for your, your time, your, your honesty, and the opportunity to chat with you. And I wish you the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Here. I appreciate thank you very it. Much. it was great. Have a great day.